Thank you. And uh, thank you, Bernie, uh, for reading that. As we start, let's just uh, pray. Uh, Father God, thank you and praise you for this morning. Thank you that we can come and we can learn uh, from your words. Uh, help us to have hearts and minds which are filled with uh, knowledge and love of you. And may we go away from here wanting to worship you and follow you more closely. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, well, good morning. I have a small challenge for you to start off with this morning, and uh, that is on the screen, or should be in two seconds. Uh, these are a series of pictures of people slash cows. Um, and uh, <laughs> your job is very simple. Uh, your job, uh, turn to the person next to you, uh, see if you know any of the people in those photos, number one. And number two, can you work out the link between those people slash cows? Um, uh, you've got one minute, go. <laughs> Uh, right, well, uh, I said a minute, I literally gave you a minute. Uh, so, uh, has anyone got, does anyone know who the cow is? No? Uh, it, it, it's a type, that is, that is the type of cow. Uh, his name is Poncho, okay, his name is Poncho, if you didn't know that, sorry. Uh, anyone get the, uh, the runner on the right? You say, well, of course you all got that. Uh, and the other two I doubt you'll get, although Peter should get one. Um, no pressure, Peter. Uh, so, anyone got the link between these people? Yes, Daniel. Bang on. All world record holders. Uh, Poncho is the world record holder for the longest horns. Uh, they are 300 and something, 300 and something centimetres, 23 centimetres, uh, which are very long, if you didn't know that. Uh, Usain Bolt is, of course, the fastest man uh, over 100 metres. Uh, now, uh, the uh, senior gentleman, um, slightly older, is... Uh, now, this guy's Walter Orthman, okay? Now, he holds the world record for the longest time working for a single company, okay? Now, get this, it's 84 years <laughs> and nine days, okay? <laughs> now, imagine if I was here for 84 years. How bored of you would be by then? Um and then this final guy on the left, and that's Frank Hatchman. Uh, Peter, do you know what he does? No? He is the world's shortest bus driver. Um, <laughs> uh, and he stands at 132 centimetres, which, if you don't know, is 4 feet 5 inches. Uh, so if you've got him driving a bus, brilliant, you're world record holder. Uh, now, uh, when I was growing up, uh, my brother used to get the Guinness Book of World Records every year for Christmas, and me and him used to pore over uh, these uh, records and look at the amazing and weird and wonderful things that people could do. Our favourite, apart from, of course, uh, those people on the screen, uh, was the longest fingernails in the world, uh, which is absolutely disgusting and so disgusting I couldn't show you a photo. It got vetoed. Um, it was 909 centimetres long. It's almost a metre. It's, oh, it's horrific. It's really, really long. We used to spend ages looking over these photos and these records of how amazing they are. 
Well, over the next five weeks at St. Mary's, uh, we're going to be looking at five pillars, five key uh, things that we want to define us as a church and as a people. Uh, What on earth are we here for? Uh, We are here for mission, uh, worship, mission, fellowship, discipleship and ministry. And today we're going to be looking at our first one. We are here for worship. So uh, grab your service sheets or a Bible, turn with me either to the back or Psalm 145 as we uh, look through this psalm together this morning. Now you might want to take notes, there's a section for notes on there or draw pictures uh, as we go uh, through this uh, psalm. When we think about worship and about praise, of course our minds immediately go to uh, the wonderful uh, worship group, singing group that we have here in church. I wonder if this sounds familiar, and if you've heard Edward say this over the last few weeks. Let's all stand to worship God together in the words of our next song. Sound familiar? Yeah. We we often say that as we're leading uh, the service. Worship, of course, is singing. But worship is much more than that as well. A worship is when we make a choice to put God first in every area of our life. Worship is when we, when we love God and we want to make him happy in all situations, regardless of what we are doing, whether we're singing in church or whether we're doing the washing up at home. As we look at Psalm 145 together this morning, we are going to ask two very simple questions about worship. Uh, Firstly, why should we worship? A key fundamental question, why should we worship God? And secondly, how? How should we go about worshipping God together? So firstly, why should we worship God? And I have a a small challenge, uh, which the people that I've selected for this challenge are looking forward to very much. Um, (laughs) So um, I, I've asked Samuel and Joseph. Now, before they come up, there is a reason why I've asked Samuel and Joseph. Okay, Firstly, because they're brothers, and there's nothing better than a battle royale between brothers. And secondly, because they are now 18, and they, so they're an adult. So I thought, as it's their birthday on Friday, why not? So uh, if, if you don't see them later, wish them happy birthday. But uh, come up, boys, we've got a challenge for you. Uh, the camera will be on this, so you get a good view, don't worry. Um, there we go. Small challenge. Those of you who've seen it before know how much I love this challenge, especially when I'm not doing it. Perfect. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, for those who can't see or don't know, this is the very famous uh, Jelly Babies in Flower challenge. Um, now, of course, normally you would do it with a bowl of water, but I've been kind and it got vetoed. Um, so uh, we're not going to do it with a bowl of water. But the challenge is this. Uh, you've got 30 seconds, guys, to get as many jelly babies out of the flower as possible. The catch is you can only use your mouths. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, this is the plate you want to put it on, okay? Um, just be aware the wardens are going to have to clear this up afterwards. So, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I can see Malcolm and Ruth's face at the back. Uh, right, so let me get the timer on, here we go. Right, we've got 30 seconds. Um, pick who you think is going to win and shout for them. Uh, are you ready? Hands behind your backs. Here we go, right, ready, steady, go. Come on, right, here we go. <laughs> there are different techniques going on here. <laughs> Uh, Joseph has one, two. Oh, wow, Joseph's getting on well here. It's good. Ah, right, here we go. Go on, Sam. 
this, this was the cleaner of the two challenges that I was going to suggest. There are stuff in there. <laughs> You've got eight seconds. Come on, you can do it. Five, four, three, two. <laughs> Stop eating flour. <laughs> well done. Right. Uh, right, so... Uh, the, the winner of this battle royale between brothers is, here we go, right, Sam got, oh, I don't want to touch this, uh, one, two, uh, three, four, five, and Joseph got one, two, three, four, five, six, so Jovis is the winner, well done, Joseph. Thank you, Russia, you can sit down. Uh, thank you very much indeed, uh, it is great to give, <laughs> oh dear, how oh, my trousers have got flour on them, um, it's great to congratulate, and it's right to congratulate them, isn't it? Because uh, Joseph and Samuel did uh, really well. Uh, they deserve, they deserve the uh, thanks and the praise. It's the re- same reason me and my brother spent all those uh, uh, days pouring over the world records and saying, "Wow!" to all these uh, people, they're worth our admiration. They did amazing uh, things. Why should we worship and praise God? The simple answer is this: because God deserves it because God deserves it. David writes this psalm and he says he will praise God because God is amazing. He is worthy of praise. If you have the psalm in front of you, have, just have a look at those verses three to seven. If you'll notice that David goes on and on and on about God's works, about God's acts, about his deeds, what he does, the things he does and how amazing those things are. Now, the things that David is talking about are the lengths that God has gone to bring his people under his rule so they can know him as king. God's people were in slavery in Egypt. Uh, They asked for God's help and God saved them uh, from slavery. God's people were trapped by the Red Sea with the Egyptians at their backs. They had nowhere to turn. They turned to God. God acted and saved them by parting the sea and they could walk on dry land. As you read through the Bible time and time again, you see God acting to save his people, acting to establish his rule, and it climaxes through Jesus. Uh, Jesus came to earth to make a way for every single person to know God, to come into a relationship with God, to be part of God's family. Even though none of us deserve it, none of us deserve anything from God but judgment. But, verses 8 and 9, God is gracious and compassionate. He is slow to anger, abounding in love. God is kind to us, even though we are not kind to him. God is kind to us, even though we are not kind to him. Praising and worshipping God is not just a nice thing to do. It's not just something we do on a Sunday. Nigel Bynum puts it like this, it is wrong not to praise God because not praising God is a denial of all he has done and who he is. It is wrong not to praise God because not praising God is a denial of what he has done and who he is. We praise and we worship God because he deserves it. Because he deserves it. And that brings us on to our second question. Okay, that's why we worship God, but how on earth do we? How do we worship God? And there are two answers to this question. Both are quite short. First answer is this. Uh, We dwell on who God is 
and what God has done. The first way we worship God is by dwelling upon him. Now, just for a, just for a second, imagine I said to each and every person in this church, after this sermon is finished, I'm going to give you a chocolate bar. Uh, now, uh, if you're anything like me, you will hear nothing for the rest of the sermon apart from the words chocolate. Okay, and you'll be thinking uh, over in your head, you'll be dwelling on, oh, this chocolate bar's coming. Mum, look, the chocolate bar's coming. When's he going to finish? <laughs> to dwell, <laughs> to dwell on something uh, means to be spending time thinking and talking about that thing. And that's similar to how this psalm is telling us to worship God. In verses 3 and 4, David describes people telling other people about God, telling other people that God deserves to be praised. What this is, is not a one-off activity, it's an ongoing thing. If you glance down at verse 8, which I read out earlier, you'll see uh, that that is a quote, if you know, from, uh, uh, let's just, that's a small test. Anyone know where that's a quote from? Anyone know where it's a quote from? I know, I know, um, he does. To Phil, do you know? No. Uh, <laughs> we said it on Monday. No? Exodus 34. It's a quote from Exodus 34. Do you see what's been happening here? David has been got out his Bible and David has been reading Exodus. He's been reading Exodus, reminding himself of all that God has done, of all what God is like. And he's thought, isn't God amazing? I've got to write a psalm about it. And so he writes it down. He was thinking about God. He's dwelling on God, what God is like. He's reminding his heart and his mind what God is like. Uh, worshipping God is not just like an exam. When you learn something, you do the exam and then you put that on the shelf and never think about it again. Uh, worshipping God means dwelling on God, going over what God is like, spending time with God, thinking about God. Uh, the psalm, you notice, talks about telling other people about God, uh, talking uh, with other people about what you've seen, what you've learned, being excited about what you've seen about God. You know what that does? When we dwell on God, it leads us to praise him. When we fill our hearts and minds with what God is like, it leads us to praise him. It leads us to see how great our God really is. I wonder here this morning if you find it easy to praise God. If you find yourself answering no to that question, uh, well, I wonder if you, the next question is more applicable. Well, do you dwell on God? If, I wonder if we find ourselves not praising God, then maybe we need to spend more time dwelling on who God is and what he has done. I don't know about you, but I'm very good at learning. I'm very good at listening to Edward and the others, uh, writing down notes copiously, filling out the children's sheet if I get bored, and then, sh and then shelving it on the bookshelf, and a few weeks later, put it in the recycling bin. Haven't, having not looked at it at all, I'm very good at learning. I'm not very good at dwelling, at coming back to what we've been learning, reminding myself in that week what we've been learning about in church. How do we worship God? We worship God by dwelling upon him. By dwelling upon him. And secondly, we worship God by celebrating him. 
by celebrating and delighting in who he is. Oh, I have a short uh, video. Does anyone remember, anyone remember this, uh, this scene? Hoping it's going to come up. There we go. Any point will do. stop it it should have stopped before now but thank you uh if you didn't know that was andy murray uh, winning the wimbledon tennis uh, uh, title for the first time if you are confused no it's not the andy murray sitting in the front row who's grown a beard um it is a different andy murray okay um but just uh, so you know uh, did you notice in the video that people are praising uh, andy it goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks he even i think he won the uh thing at the end, the Olympics beforehand, he then won uh, the thing at the end of the year, whatever it's called, sports personality, thank you. He, he even won that at the end of the year. People kept praising Andy for what he had done. Why do they praise him? Because they enjoyed his win. They saw how well he did. Finally, we have a Wimbledon champion, and they praised him for it. As we turn to our passage in verse 7, it says, They will celebrate God's abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. God's goodness and righteousness, the things he does, it causes God's people to celebrate with great joy. Do you notice this is not just David, though, praising on his own? This isn't a private thing. Have a look at verse at 10. It, it, it says this, God's people will praise him together and verse 11 what's the purpose the purpose is so that people might know of God's glorious acts the celebration of God in this passage and in our lives is so great that it overflows from us so that everyone around us knows how great God is have you ever had such great news such amazing news to share that you just can't wait to share it It just you tell everyone and anyone that you meet Isn't God great? Parents are brilliant at this, okay? They are really good at this, especially with their children, okay? I'm absolutely uh, like this. Uh, The other, only the other week, I was telling my parents about how great it was that Josh, with his new stunt scooter, can now go up and down all the ramps in the skate park in Chesham, uh, which at six is quite impressive, I think. I was, I was really proud of Josh for doing that. Parents, we are great at being proud of our, of our children. We're excited about what our children have done and we're excited about it, sharing that news with other people. It comes easy to us. But when we start talking about Jesus, how often do we find ourselves tongue-tied? Not really knowing what to say about him. Our ability is not the problem of being able to uh, celebrate. The problem is that sin distorts our view of how great God is. Is God really that great? Do you know what happens when you take away that distortion? When you take away that sin? When you see God with a clear mind and a clear heart? You know what happens? You see how wonderful God is. 
You see how mighty, how incredible, how powerful God is. We see clearly all that God can do, and all we can do is delight and celebrate because of how great he is. So why do we celebrate? Why do we praise? Why do we worship God? Simply because he deserves it. How do we praise God? We we by putting God at the centre of everything we do. And that's what we want to be doing here at St Mary's. Putting God at the centre of everything we do. Wanting to learn more about God. Wanting to dwell on God together. Talking about what God has done in the life of this church and in our lives during the week. We need our emotions as we worship God. As we delight and celebrate in him. If we put God at the centre, that leads us to praise and worship. You know what the great news is? That the great news is that praising God is not just now, it's for eternity. Have a look at this passage from Revelation chapter 5. It says this, uh, Then I looked and I heard uh, the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand upon ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and they said in a loud voice this, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, wealth, wisdom, strength, and honour, and glory, and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and on the sea, and all that is in them, saying this, To him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb, be praise, honour, glory, and power for ever and ever. That is what eternity is going to look like, praising our awesome and amazing God. But the great news is this, it doesn't have to be waiting till then. The great news is it starts right now here at St. Mary's, in every one of our lives. We praise God because he deserves it. We praise God by dwelling on him and by celebrating his amazing goodness to us. Why don't we finish in prayer? Father God, we uh, do truly bow down in awe of you when we see how amazing you are, all the things that you do to rescue and save your people, all the things you do to establish Jesus as king. We don't deserve uh, all the good things that we get from you. But we thank you that you give them to us anyway. We thank you and praise you for who you are. We pray, help us to dwell on you this week. Help us to put you at the centre of everything we do. And we pray, help us to celebrate who you are. And may that celebration overflow as we leave this place. In your name we pray. Amen.